Hey, this is Tom Church with Role Playing Public Radio, and we are back with one who we have interviewed before. And uh, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. go ahead, reveal yourself unto the world. Yeah, uh, my name is Pierce Fraser. I have been here before. I think it's been a while though. When was the last time we were doing this? It was like uh, last the year, launch right? of the core book? Yeah, no, it was, was it? Was it? Yeah, it was a. I think the book was already it was already out. I had just, but I had just ordered it. Oh, it was the launch of the, the. We were talking about the launch of the expansion for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was about two years, um, give or take. Yeah, somewhere around that. That sounds about right. I think that's where it was. Mm-hmm. It was about two years ago. And uh, I, I, I uh, so go ahead. And uh, what game was it? What, what game was that again? <laughs> Six on Draconis is a, a post-humanity tabletop role-playing guy. Indeed, and I ran a four-part uh, game of that uh, a while back. And hopefully enjoyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, oh, the group loved it. Uh, so a lot of the listeners, too. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm currently running a Kickstarter for the next book in that particular series. Uh, there's been a lot that's happened between um, the, the last time that we talked and, and now. Um, there's, a, there's a tabletop miniatures line for it now. If you didn't see that, um, I could drop you a link for it in case you're curious. I definitely do that. There we go. So Actually, this yeah, it's, is it, it's advertised all over a lot of the websites I go to. Yeah, it, it pops up here and there. Um, I need to make a new ad for it actually, because that that ad was from the first line when we had fewer stuff. But we recently completed the um, the first expansion to that line, so there's all sorts of new things now. There's tar bodies and and all kinds of new um, nice. fun gadgets and and non weapon poses and stuff like that. And hopefully that will continue to expand bit by bit. Um, this promise you got to span these fundraisers out a little bit. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, eventually that will continue to grow. It's already huge. I actually think, as far as I'm aware, it is the largest modular anthro miniature line in existence, um, and it might be the largest anthro miniature line in existence, period, modular or otherwise, but I'd have to double-check that one. Um, it does have hundreds of options. Yeah, I've, so, been to the, I've been to the website. It certainly does. Um, but, yeah, so don't don't take me to the grave on that one there. I'll double-check that one, but I'm, I am fairly certain it's the largest modular one. Okay, so so pretty fun. You're, you're, you're not prepared. You're not prepared. To, yeah. to I won't hang it on, on on that one there. I have to double check that particular part there. But it's big. There's lots of fun stuff there to play with. Um, and hopefully more to come. Uh, so that's running. Um, the Core Extended, which was not out, I think, the last time we talked, is now out. It has been out for about two years. Uh, or cl- getting close to two years. Um, and that's a, a fun book that it contains all kinds of new content for, for first edition. Um, and many of the people who have been kind of hanging around the franchise and, and keeping track know that second edition has been underway uh, for development for a while, has much more um, testing and, and uh, development help than first edition did, which is just the reality of, of first edition. There was nothing to go on ahead of time, so nobody's you know really paying much attention to it. There's only so many testers you can get, and second edition has a whole bunch of people that played first edition and really wanted to help. So yeah. lots more testing, lots more fun. Um, look into that. I think it's going to be a, a, a very nice game. Yeah, I, uh, I've definitely talked to people that uh, have said, uh, you got to play test some stuff before you release it. <laughs> that is the 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 general rule um but the problem with any franchise that doesn't have any sort of pre-standing uh history behind it you know D and d doesn't run into this issue with its history or anything like that there's all sorts of people that are that are happily eager to read 300 pages about a franchise they know um but when you're a random person who doesn't have that history behind them saying hey will you check this document out i promise you it's going to become a game they don't really have a whole lot of reason to believe you 
right? So it's yeah. difficult to necessarily get people to commit to the time to read this document, to actually run these games, to give up the games that they're already used to for something that's an uncertainty, uh, which plagued uh, first edition kind of heavily. But now that it has history behind it, we're not having that issue uh, so much with second edition. So it's had a lot more hands-on time with it, and it's been a lot of fun to play with. Uh, and that is in development and moving along pretty well. But before that comes out, there is a, a book currently in the works, yeah, kickstarting so right got, now. Yeah, you, you got a Kickstarter going for it right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Sound and Silence is a lore compendium that does not have rules in it, so it's not related to first or second edition. It's just related to the franchise, um, which was something that I decided on doing. Uh, after it became apparent that the best way to address the the franchise was to move into a second edition, just because there were so many things in it that I wanted to make better and wanted to touch on on improving things that had come back to me as I got as I got reports and stuff from the first one. I'm like, okay, so we we need to move into a second. And in light moving into a second edition, I don't want to release another rule book that's only going to have a year lifespan, right? Sure. So um, I decided that uh, one of the things that, that had been asked for a whole lot was just a lot more lore expansion and ideas of what to do with characters in the universe and, and answers to this, that, and the other. So that bred Sound and Silence, uh, which is a, a pretty big book. I actually think – so I'm going through formatting right now, and the first half of the book ended up being about 30 pages longer than I expected it to. I think altogether this thing is going to be close to the size of the core book and just be lore. That is not a small uh, book, by the way. Yeah, no, it's about a 300-page book. Um, I think this one will be a little smaller, but not by much. <laughs> It'll probably be close to about 250 or so, at, at least as big as Core Extended was, which I think was about 230. Uh, uh, and it's going to be fun, colorful, all sorts of great um, new tricks and, and formatting in it. Um, because it's a lore book that isn't trying to, to get things lined up for rules, I had the ability to play around with formatting in a way I didn't before. Uh, and also experiment for how I want to make a second edition look. All right, so uh, what's some uh, what kind of the stuff uh, you were going for in there? Um, so the first half of the book is it's split into two. Um, Sound and Silence are actually uh, references to the two quote books that are inside of it. Um, the first part is all sorts of information that pretty much anybody living in the universe should know. Um, some of it's a little more hidden than others, but if you did some digging, if you were a savvy character who you know liked to investigate stuff, you could find pretty much anything in the first half of the book uh, with a little work. And there's all kinds of fun things in there about how each of the corp towns um, behave, the sorts of things you could expect to find in any specific corp city. It is pretty heavily um, focused on actual corp behavior. So if you were a fan of any particular corp because that's what your character worked in, you can look into this book and find some great new information about them. Uh, you can also see how they play with each other. It gives information about uh, the grottos, about different secret societies that exist within the setting. Um, and, and a lot of stuff sparse throughout each of the chapters are little asides that are suggestions for how to use a character using this information or, or how to play this little plot piece into your, into your overall narrative. So the book basically helps you generate things, helps you generate characters, helps you generate ideas and campaigns. Uh, and that is its primary purpose is to provide brain fuel for, for how to build your, your campaigns and your stories while just giving you background information. Nice. And that's the, the first half of it. Silence is a lot of the stuff that is known by only a few people in the setting. Uh, and it's primarily addressing some of those mysteries that were in the first book that couldn't be touched on because uh, canon uh, uncertainty is actually part of this this franchise. There's a lot of stuff that people just don't know because the history has been lost. 
uh, and because um, they're secrets that I really wanted to grow over time uh, and will continue to do so. There's there's a sort of reality check that, that sets in eventually just because of life that says I'm, I'm probably not going to have the liberty of spanning this story out for the next 20 years or so. So I want to make sure that I have a... a uh, some of this stuff that's actually written down here. And what Silence does is is touch on things like the Pale Men, the Whispers, uh, Hydra, and a few other of those big secrets and, and kind of get into a bit more of the, the uh, non-narrative grid of what they actually are so that guides can, can work with them in a way that they understand a little better rather than being completely vague. Um, and it's, there's a cautionary part in the beginning of the book saying if you're a player, you should you should consider leaving the back half of this book alone. There's no shortage of the information in the front. Obviously, you know, go for it if you want to, <laughs> if you picked it up. But this stuff is kind of fun to find out in game and in narrative. So it's sort of like the spoiler section. Um, you can think of it that way. But if you are a lore hound and, and really like to see stuff about any particular franchise, there's all kinds of goodies uh, in the back that kind of elaborate on stuff that happened in the foreground. Yeah, uh, I remember when I ran it, a lot of the, some of the players had a lot of questions about the uh, you know overall setting, and I just said yeah, it was kind of kept purposely vague. So I guess we're going to see a few more details released about well, quite a quite a few. Players. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say it's going to answer everything because honestly, like even in in <laughs> in 300 pages of extra material here, there isn't enough room to go into every individual detail, especially because I don't always know what people want to know. Uh, some people may have questions that I might not have even thought of because they, they really wanted to know, you know, exactly how much such and such cost at any particular point in the history or something. It, it really depends on the person, what they find important. Um, but it will tell you a lot of the stuff that, um, might've raised an eyebrow at the beginning, uh, or a lot of the things that are current problems that stemmed into the past. That's mostly what it focuses on. Like the pale men are a current problem that actually stemmed from previous history. You'll get to see that previous history in this book. Um, the, the whispers are a current problem that stemmed into previous history, you'll also get to see um, what they are and, and what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Um, Hydra, same deal. Uh, a bunch of stuff about some new areas to play around in. There's a whole section, um, I think it's the last chapter in the book, called Nearcule, that actually touches on um, parallel existences uh, using transcendent technology that are not so far detached from reality that they can't be understood. Um, so it's kind of like plane hopping. Uh, you'll get a chance to play around with um, like abstractions that are near enough to reality that they wouldn't drive somebody insane and kind of see how you can use them in your game. Um, again, it's not a mechanical book, uh, but it is a, a, you know, here are all things that exist within the setting, play around with them and, right. and decide how you'd want to best work them into your stories. Uh, and a lot of really neat work. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah, I don't need any details, but like, are we going to find out kind of what's going on on Earth? Because I kind of use that in the game. A little bit. Um, it's, so one of the things that the book doesn't really get into are specific settings for planets, because I'd really like to um, put that into the next core book, because uh, I feel like that's essential information for, for the core book itself. This one gets into more of like the history uh, than, than the other one. The, the next core book actually probably won't have as much about the history of pre-vector period as the first core book did, because this book is going to have that information in it. Uh, so um, that's one of the things I'm running into with 2.0 is just keeping track of page count. I need to trim a few pages. <laughs> so, so this book takes up a few of them and, and elaborates on some. And then um, the, the, core, the next core book will probably have from the fall on as opposed to the previous area. And, and they'll, they'll work together. These are all designed to work together. The next, uh, the next core set is supposed to be a three-book set with this book, the core rule book, and a book that is specifically for enemies nice. uh, and things to fight. 
um, which we didn't end up getting for 1.0 for sheer lack of time and money. Uh, so hopefully I can resolve that with the next one. Um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> I was trying to remember where was my train of thought was there before yeah, I diverged. Cool. Sorry. Um, yeah. Also, uh, like, I think they also kind of asked me about, uh, like start, yeah, like spaceship, spaceship on space, spaceship combat. Mm -hmm. Um, that's another one that the, uh, the vehicle book has been talked about a few times and I do hope to get that one in there cause I already have assets for it. Um, but, uh, that's going to require, uh, what I'd like to do for that is to put a, a book that has all sorts of vehicle things, vehicle combat rules, um, various upgrades, and a whole selection, like a whole item section of different ships that you can get. And the page count for that is uh, such that it isn't going to fit in the next core. So it'll be on its own. Um, because otherwise it would end up, you know, we'd end up with this 400-page monstrosity of a core book, and, and it would cost too much for people to buy, <laughs> which we don't want to have. It'd be, be useful for stopping bullets, though. Yeah, it's it's you know that is always the the tricky thing is making sure that we can stay within a, a price range that makes sense and not um, over include stuff. So there will be some base rules for using ships and stuff in the core book, and then if people want some really um, advanced rules for actually having ship to ship uh, advanced combat, I'm hoping to have that as a as a separate right. uh, book for the people who want it, um, since it isn't essential to every adventure. Okay. Uh, also, like uh, the. Uh yeah, the group the group said you know that they liked the uh, kind of the the many stat system, but they're also wondering uh, is was there is that going to kind of stay the same or is there going to be any update to that? There, there's updates to pretty much everything. Okay, so awesome. the idea behind me, behind 2.0 was that I wasn't going to make a second edition until I felt that I had created a system that was essentially 100 percent superior to the first one. Obviously, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> there will always be, you know, folks who don't want to move on to another one, and that's totally fine. You know, that's the nice part about tabletop RPGs is if you don't like it, just put that book away and use the first book you wanted to use. Um, but I wanted to make sure that what I was putting out there felt like an update or an upgrade, basically, to everything that was there before. So the the new system um, has a lot of similar mechanics to it. So you'll see things like the the three dice that we were using before, um, and a success based system and stuff like that. But it's it has much fewer um, overall wibbly wobbliness with uh, how many new uh, uh, traits there were to work with. Um, everything has a, a more distinct feel to what it is that it does. Um, you can still kind of play around a little bit with what trait does what. Um, and are encouraged to, but there's fewer of them to kind of stumble around with because what we was discovering was that while that was neat, um, people were being overwhelmed and they were neglecting certain ones. Um, economy was pulled out completely. Uh, economy was a, a, an experiment that I thought was fun and worth trying, um, but the, the, the overall um, report on players and stuff was that it just wasn't used much. So... Yeah, we won't we won't have that one in the next one. Um, the the lore that goes along with economy is still around. Nothing's being taken out in terms of lore, so there is still a ledger. The ledger doesn't have any mechanical application to the game, um, but it is something that pops up in the in the lore and is used in in terms of like how your character buys stuff and stuff. Awesome, and uh, like I think there's all there's gonna be I guess extended stuff on cogs as well. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Core Extended has a whole thing on cogs, wow. and the the new the core book for for 2.0 will have that information in it. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah. one yeah. of my players is uh, insane, insanely loves robots. Well, the, yeah, I mean, if they want that material now, just to, to run it in 1.0, Core Extended has the whole COG section in it um, and, and has all their information. But that information will be adapted for 2.0 in the core book, so there won't be a separate book for COGS. They'll be available in the, in the regular rules. 
yeah, because that was the first thing he asked me. I'm like, uh, it, I don't think you can yet. <laughs> no, they're, they're they're totally there now. Yeah, look look into awesome. look into core extended. Yeah, they're they're in that one currently, um, and they talked about it a little bit in Sound and Silence too. So all all of this history is is present. The ASR section talks about uh, uh, cogs and and sort of how the the company used them and and otherwise exploited uh, their artificial intelligence resources. Uh, one of the things that you get in Sound of Silence is a a less uh, stilted story of the sort of overall beginning. The idea behind the history that was presented in the core rule book was that it was supposed to feel like it was propaganda uh, because it was written by the people who survived, who considered themselves the good guys. In Sound and Silence, you get a little less of that. Um, you get a, a somewhat more diagrammed uh, picture of the of the war that includes a lot of the areas where people just aren't sure about the information and have made it up. Uh, a lot of the part that the public assumes this happened, but there isn't a whole lot to support that claim. Um, you're not going to get an exact play-by-play -play because, again, canon doubt and, and canon uncertainty is, is part of this uh, thing. Um, so the idea of some people feeling one way while the other one feels the other way, you're supposed to have that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, won't, I won't be uh, completely diffusing that, um, but uh, there will be a lot more of uh, you know this section here and this section here are really just sort of made up by the corpse to, to cover their asses for point A and point B. Um, yeah, <laughs> a couple of hashtags, I guess, uh, to toss that in. Um, and then there are a few other areas that uh, have actual, more, quote, factual um, indications of stuff that happened before because there just aren't characters who could be uncertain about it. That's mostly the transcendent issues in the back of the book. Um, we'll actually tell you, you know, this is what this creature is and this is what it's attempting to do um, because there's only a handful of people in the setting that really know it. But that doesn't mean that your characters can't find out. And that's something that I want to reiterate to people is, is just because they are super secret, it means you should make it challenging. It means you should make it endgame. But these are the, these are the heroes. Your, your players are the heroes of the setting. So if, they're gonna, if, if anyone's going to find out, yeah, if anyone's going to find out, it's them. All right. Uh, so the Kickstarter's on right now. Uh it is, yeah. I've got a link here if you want it. All right. Also, uh, so how long do people have uh, left to, uh, you know... There are 19 days to go. 19 days to go. Yep, so it's got a little time left. Um, it's doing well. It hit goal on the first day. Um, we're at 15K currently. Uh, there are stretch goals out to, I believe, 20, um, and I will probably be adjusting those as, as time goes on if we can continue to get people popping in. So it's doing well. Uh, it will come to pass, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun for people to read, especially if they just like getting lost in the setting a bit. Um, there's fun things here that aren't just um, a whole lot of, of exposition. There's things like town diagrams. Uh, I've got city diagrams for each of the corpse that are a lot of fun, made by, by familiar artists that have been in the previous books before. So there's neat little some things. detail on the cities? Yeah. Uh, things that you could expect to see in a Mars city versus versus like an ASR city or something like that. Differences in the way that they behave and the way their their uh, architecture behaves. Um, lots of fun stuff. There's there's information about some of the things that live on Europa now that wasn't necessarily touched on in the core book. Um, there's stuff about some of the other species that, that weren't totally discussed before. So there's new material, old material, all kinds of things. Nice. Um... All right, so you said yes, you've already got the so you made the goal on the first day. Yeah, the goal goal's been hit and it's just um, doing better now. So we got fun stretch goals to go for, and and obviously uh, uh, whatever we can get in excess of the goal helps the franchise out. So 
Um, so yeah, we will have links to uh, you know, to, to Kickstarter and uh, anything else you feel that pe- they sh- anyone should know about this bef- uh, before. Um, this is if if you are not in the game yet and you weren't sure, you know, you, you didn't want to pick it up because you don't have any friends to play with because they're not close or anything. For one, don't don't let that stop you. I totally play this game online all the time. <laughs> Uh, Roll20 is a great resource, um, so great, in fact, that I've actually considered adding um, specific callouts to it in the next rulebook uh, to show like macros and stuff to use to help you with your rolling because it's just a really good resource for connecting people. Uh, the world that we live in now involves having friends all over the planet, so being able to play games like this all over the planet allows you to do that. Um, but, like I was saying, if you haven't gotten into the game um, and you were considering about it but you wanted to know more about it, you can totally pick this book up and not be spoiling things for yourself necessarily. Um, or if you wanted to get the, the, the core rule book for – it's just a $3 PDF uh, and just read the story stuff that's in it and learn more about it, then this is a great secondary purchase for you. Uh, so there's there's lots of fun information here for people who are already into the game um, and for people who haven't decided to pick it up yet and just want to learn a little bit. Awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say I definitely I had a lot of fun running the game the first time. And I, I wasn't using the I was using the first edition book. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my, and yeah my, a lot of my most of my players weren't really in aren't into the whole anthropomorphic thing, but they said the game the setting in the game was really good. Yeah, that's something that we get um, um, fairly regularly, which is which is awesome because that was what we were going for. Um, it's it's not to alienate any particular player. This is a, a game primarily about uh, the future of the solar system and in one vision of it, uh, as opposed to to you know the next furry RPG or something like that. Yeah. It's it's really to um, play around with the idea that these are humans, but they're humans that don't have anything that humans used to have. So trying to figure out how they behave in a completely new environment with new tools, no history, and and all sorts of, of different morals brought on by a completely different sort of governing system um, makes for a lot of fun. And you can see a lot of, of different tropes played around with in there. Yeah, yeah it's definitely not just for uh, anthropomorphic gaming fans. I think yeah. I think any gamer can pick can pick it up and enjoy it. That's the hope, and I'm hoping that we can continue that with the next one too. Awesome. Well, all right. Uh, I think uh, there's anything else. I think that's that should about cover it. Great. All right. Uh, this thank you for this is uh, Tom Church with Role Playing Radio Public Radio, and we shall all catch you on the next time. See you. Thank later. you. Bye.